We're going to be digging in together in our Old Testament, going through two chapters. So please open up your Bibles with me right now to Ezekiel chapter 27. And we will go through 27 and 28 together today. The word of the Lord came to me. Now you, son of man, raise a lamentation over Tyre and say to Tyre, who dwells at the entrance to the sea, merchants of the people to many coastlands. Thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders make perfect your beauty. They make all your planks of fir trees from Sinir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. O oh, of oaks of Bashan, they made for your oars. They made you deck of pines from the coast of Cyprus, inlaid with ivory. Of fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail, serving as your banner. Blue and purple from the coasts of Elishash was your awning. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. O oh, your skilled men, O oh, Tyre were in you. They were your pilots. The elders of Gebal and her skilled men were in you, cockling your seams. All the ships of the sea with their mariners were in you to barter for your wares. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army as your men of war. They hung the shield and helmet in you. They gave you splendor. Men of Arvid and Helish were on your walls all around, and the men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They made perfect your beauty. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of every kind. Silver, iron, tin, and lead they exchanged for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshesh traded with you. They exchanged human beings and vessels of bronze for your merchandise. From Beth Tagomara, they exchanged horses, war horses, mules for your wares. The men of Dedan traded with you. Many coastlands were your own special markets. They brought you in payment of ivory tusks and ebony. Syria did business with you because of your abundant goods. They exchanged for your wares emeralds, purple embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and ruby. Notice all these things are very royal, very, very regal things. And you're going to need to remember that as we get into some more stuff in just a few minutes. Judah and the land of Israel traded with you. They exchanged for your merchandise wheat of minneth, meal, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus did business with you for your abundant goods because of your great wealth of every kind, wine of Helbin and wool of Sahar, and casks of wine from Uzal they exchanged for your wares. Wrought iron, cassia, calamus were bartered for your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in sackcloths for riding. Arabia and the Prince of Kedar were your favored dealers of lambs, 
rams, and goats. In these they did business with you. The traders of Sheba and Ramah, they traded with you. They exchanged for your wares the best kind of spices and all the precious stones and gold. Haran, Cana, Eden, traders of Sheba, Ashur, and Chilmad traded with you. Now notice, this is a lot of countries. This is a lot of important places. This is a lot of fancy stuff we're talking about trading here. In your market, these traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of colored material, bound with cords and made secure. The ships of Tarshish traveled for you with your merchandise, so you were filled and heavy laden in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you out in the high seas. The east wind has wrecked you in the heart of the seas. Your riches, your waves, your merchandise, your mariners, your pilots, your calkers, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your crew that is in your midst, sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your fall. Note that on the day of your fall, and we're going to see some things here again. All the sound of the cry of your pilots on the countryside shakes. And the, and down from the ships come all who handle the oar. The mariners and the pilots of the sea stand on the land and shout aloud over you, and they cry out bitterly. They cast dust in their hands and wallow in ashes. They make themselves bald for you and put sackcloth on their waist. They weep over you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. Their wailing will rise a lamentation for you and lament, who is like Tyre, like one destroyed in the midst of the sea? When your wares came from the seas, you satisfied many people with your abundant wealth and merchandise. You enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are wrecked by the sea. In the depths of the waters, your merchandise and all your crew in the midst have sunk with you. All the inhabitants of the coastland are appalled at you, and the hair of the king's bristles with horror. Their faces are convulsed. The merchants among the people hiss at you. You have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever. Now, 28. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, Say to the prince of Tyre, now we were just talking about the land of Tyre, all of the things that they do, all of the businesses, all the people, all the honor that they had, the wealth, the influence that they had. And it says here, say to the prince of Tyre, here we are talking about Satan. And we're going to see a confirmation of that in just a little bit. Say to the prince of Tyre, Satan, thus says the Lord, because your heart is proud, and you have said, I am God, which he said, I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the seas, yet you are but a man and no God, though you make your heart like the heart of a God. You are indeed wiser than Daniel. No secret is hidden from you. By your wisdom and your understanding, you have made wealth for yourself and have gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. 
but by your great wisdom and your trade, you have increased your wealth and your heart has become proud in your wealth. Sounds familiar. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you make your heart like the heart of God, but there's only one God, but because you, you here, you're trying so hard, you desire so much to be a God. Therefore, behold, I will bring foreigners upon you. The most, ruth most ruthless of the nations shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall thrust you down into the pit. Familiar? And you shall die the death of the slain in the heart of the sea. Will you still say, I am God, in the presence of those who kill you? Though you are but a man and no God in the hands of those who slay you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of foreigners, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, raise lamentations over the king of Tyre, Satan, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, which we know Satan was, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle, and grafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were an anointed guardian cherub, and that is who Satan was. We know he was an angel. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. In the midst of the stones of fire, you walked. You were blameless. He was good. He did start out good. He started out right. He started out loving God and knowing all these things. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till something happened, something changed, till unrighteousness was found in you and it changed it all and it changed it all forever. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God from heaven, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. He thought he was great. And you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of splendor, for the sake of wanting more, desiring more. It was never enough. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you by the multitude of your iniquities and the unrighteousness of your trade you profaned your sanctuaries so i brought fire out from your midst it consumed you and i turned you to ashes of the earth in the sight of all who saw you and who know you among the peoples are appalled at you you have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever See, Satan started off good, but he went bad. And when he went bad, he went real bad. And it cost him everything. He thinks he's so good. 
He thinks he is going to win it all. But you and I know that is not the end of the story. But we can see some important things here. We need to guard our heart. We need to watch how we live, how we think. We need to be careful. We need to be living right. Here is someone like Satan who was in the very presence of the Lord and experienced God and still turned and walked away and still desired that I can have more, I can do more, I can be better. Let's not be that way. Let's remember every good and perfect and wonderful thing comes from our wonderful Savior. Let's remember that as we turn our hearts now for some more praise and worship. Holy, marvelous, omnipotent, wonderful, Savior, faithful, creator, everything, redeemer, powerful, glorious, marvelous, wonderful, omnipotent, powerful, creator, glorious, wonderful, mighty, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Lord, you're mighty.
opening up our hearts to our New Testament passage. Let's all open up our Bibles. James chapter 4, 1 to 17. Let's dig in together and see some important things that we can learn. What causes quarrels and what causes fight among you? This is a question. Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You're desiring so much. It's fighting against you, inside you. You desire and you do not have, so you murder. A thought, a feeling, an emotion, and it leads to sin. You covet, again, a thought, a feeling, an emotion, and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. It leads to an action. You do not have because you do not ask. You know, what starts here as a thought can grow. You can feed it, and it will lead to actions. It will lead to sin. But if you starve those thoughts, if you starve those things, they will die. And you take things to the Word of God. This is, again, why your devotions are so important. It holds you accountable. Verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you asked wrongly to spend it on your passions. Your motivation is important. Your way, your reasoning, your, your thinking is important. If you're wanting things for the wrong motivation, that is still wrong. Verse 4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enemy with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. You should not desire to gain the whole world and lose your soul. It is not worth it. There's things that are out there you do not need to be feeding your mind with. You do not need to be desiring. You don't need to be on TikTok. You don't need to be focusing on all of these crazy telenovelas and desiring so much this K-pop lifestyle or whatever it might be. You don't need to be thinking that way. You don't need to live that way. You need to be focused on God. You need to be connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Verse 5. 
Or do you suppose it is no purpose that the scriptures say, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Keep your heart humble. Keep your heart right. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Starts with the mind. Do your devotions. Live right. Control your thoughts. Take them captive to the word of God and the devil will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. That needs to be our attitude, an attitude of humility. That we need to be humble. God sees that. We desire to draw near to God. God then will draw near to us. He will be there for us. He will help us. He will guide us. He will teach us. He will be whatever it is we need. That relationship is open for you. Verse 11. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, and is that not the truth? What's your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live to do this or that. We need to live realizing this life is temporary. This is not permanent. This is not our home. We can make plans, but we don't know what will happen next. If the Lord wills needs to be our thoughts, needs to be our way of thinking, our way of planning. As it is, you who boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. So what? whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. So here we see, we need to watch our mind, watch our attitudes, draw near to God. He will draw near to us. Stay humble. We take things to the word of God because that's where we learn. That's where we grow. Amen. I'd love to pray for you as we get ready to wrap up this morning. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, Lord. We pray and ask, be with us, Father. Guide our hearts. Help our hearts to live right, to be focused on you, to be focused on the things of you. Lord, we don't want to let these negative thoughts or these tempting thoughts grow. We want to take them captive to your word. We want our motivation to be right. We want to be humble, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that we are just passing by in this world, but we know where we belong, and that is with you for all eternity. Father, as we go about our day today, be with us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the safety that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, for the protection that is upon us. Lord, we continue to ask, Lord God, restore the homes 
and the businesses and the families of our brothers and sisters in Christ who have been getting hurt from the storms, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that restoration that is twofold, Lord God, is on its way. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for healing to continue to flow, Lord God, into our lives and our bodies. We pray, Lord God, for continual guidance for our government officials that you will heal our land, Lord God, that, Lord, this COVID-19 will come to an end. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your faithfulness. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I'm Pastora A. Thank you so much for coming and being with us for our daily devotions this Saturday morning. And we so look forward to seeing you in God's house this weekend. Have an amazing day and see you as we come together to the house of the Lord and worship him.